Thanks for listening to The DJ and the Dancer. I'm DJ Queen. And I'm Sakina Ibrahim. Let's get into this thing. Hi, DJ Queen. <laughs> What's up, Sakina? How's it going? It's going. <laughs> it is going. Happy 420. Oh, yes. Happy, happy 420. Yes, indeed. <laughs> no, no, I just been doing my usual. Um, what do I usually do in the day? I wake up, eat, practice Spanish, read Ay, some, uh, some stock. Okay. <laughs> stock market Espanol. stuff. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> what about you? Um, I am writing, I'm being a dance nerd, working on a dance article. And okay. um, writing emails. I'm, I'm, I'm in writing mode. That's what I'm doing with my life. Writing, writing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I meditated. And I went for a walk today. Okay. The days are going by really fast. And I'm feeling like, oh, I'm getting used to doing this. This is strange. Mm. But as soon as we get used to it, they're going to send us back out on the plantation. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what's going to happen. That's what I think. Kyle, call ahead and get. <laughs> All right. Confusing the people. Confusing so, the people. Confusing the people. So what's today's topic? Well, today's topic, we are going to get into what men want. I really enjoyed the last episode of What Women Want and thought there was some juicy stuff in there. And so I want to know what you think men want. Because I don't know. Y'all confuse me. <laughs> What's funny is I had someone listen to the last episode and say, I want to know what men want because y'all confusing. And I was just <laughs> like. You said the same thing? <laughs> yeah. It's true. I was just like, man, I don't know what we want. Oh, no. <laughs> what do I want? What do you? That's the best lens to talk through this with. What do you want? What do you what do, want? What, what do you want? Uh, I guess I could elaborate on um, things I currently want. Mm. You know, you're like, oh, All ears, I'm just break it. Ladies, down. listen up. It's um, <laughs> Chicken, big booty. Nah, I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm gonna hurt you. <laughs> That's what y'all expect, right? Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with the stereotypes. Call the day. <laughs> You're like, yeah, these are all the stereotypes. All right, so uh, well, I guess I guess you should ask me. Um, ask me some questions. So I can All right. Give so you some when app. you are interested in a woman, what are some of the key things that actually pull you into being interested in a woman? Interested in a woman. Now, is this, uh, am I hollering at this woman across the room or is it like I just met her? What's the deal? Give me a scenario. Neil. Um, you are at a festival. You, you're at a music oh. festival and you there's women everywhere and you see someone that you you like or you see someone who gains your attention or interest what are the things is it big booty is it, <laughs> is it her makeup is it like what are the things that make you genuinely interested in a woman from like just think about like your past experiences like okay what well, pulled me yeah. in was a b and c well yeah man it's, you know trinidad is right there that's got plenty of examples um <clears throat> well if i'm at a music festival let's say i'm in trinidad um i would see a woman for me i think i look at certain things um them having a big old booty ain't really a, a requirement for me um i think i look at like features like their hair if they have a lot of hair because i have a lot of hair oh okay yeah, I look at like eyes, um, lips, 
I look at how their body's shaped, um, more or less. They don't got to be necessarily like skinny or overweight or anything. It's just how shapely you are. Like if you got a little curvature. Um, for me, I like I tend to like um, uh, physically. I like women who are not like super super short. <laughs> um, who are like a good height, a good height where I could just like you know hold them and stuff like that. It would be like a good, good reciprocal height. Everything's reciprocated. Um, yeah. And yeah. And, and if it's trending out, look at, of course, how they dance. If they could dance a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Some roll up on there, get a little wine, some, and uh, try to get their, their uh, number or something like that. But that's, those are the things I look at. Hair, hair really gets me. I like hair a lot. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I like hair. But like hair means like so so many different things. All right, so do men care if you have a weave or not? Um, do men care if they have a well me, I'ma just speak for me because I I can't speak for all the, the brothers out there. For me, um I do prefer natural hair. Um if you have a weave, that's not like it's not gonna make or break anything, but my preference is if I can tell if that is like your actual hair, because I want to, I want to know what your actual hair is going to look like. Um, Cause you know, reproductive wise is like, if you have kids, (laughs) what are their hairs? What is their hair going to look like? So that's, that's one thing I look at, but I am naturally attracted me. Um, I'm attracted to women with natural hair versus like having a bunch of weave and stuff like that. But it's not a make or break thing. It's just personal preference. Like at first sight, like I'm going to, if a if a woman walks by with like big flowy hair, that's like the, uh, you know, got the curl pattern, you know what I'm saying? Maybe was it 3C or something like that? I don't oh know. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> you walking by with the curl pattern and stuff, that's going to catch my eye versus, like, um, someone else with, like, I could tell that you're wearing a lot of weave and you have on a lot of stuff going on. Now, if you have on a wig or something, if it's, I mean, you know, that, you know, wear your wig, baby. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Like, that's not going to deter me. I understand we all got those those hair days, so. Yeah. That ain't, that ain't nothing, but I did, my preference would be like this woman over here with a natural hair because I know um, <clears throat> that that's a lot of effort too. Just maintain natural hair is a whole nother thing. Yes, so um, yes, it is. Yes, it is. So that's that's like I'm for me hair is a big thing. Hair, um, eyes, lips. You know how the face. If the face is cute, um, body wise. Uh, just someone who's like, I could tell they take care of themselves or healthy, more or less. Um, meaning that I could tell that they're toned a little bit or they work out or something. Like, I, uh, yeah, date wise, I've dated like all kinds of like women sizes and everything. All right. So, so. you're not prejudiced of the big girls? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, you sound excited. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord <laughs> hey big girls we get love out here yeah off the low ski well ski <laughs> shout out to the big girls yeah, All right. yeah so what about as you like getting to know someone as you're trying to get to know a woman mm-hmm. what are some of the personality traits or characteristics that I guess I got to say that you want because you can't speak for everybody. Yeah, yeah. I think um, personality traits that I would want from a woman. I actually wrote this down oh. or, um, recently. I'm trying to see if I can remember it. Um, off top, it's, of course, like someone who's <clears throat> open to exploring themselves, number one, opening to... Um, who has a very fun personality, uh, but also grounded. Like you, you're fun, but you ain't too fun. You ain't out, you know, you're not like um, so adventurous that it's like, it's not controllable. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like you just, um, you, you can explore, um, you care about your family, uh, I think that a woman who is, of course, nurturing in her sense, but also know how to take care of herself. 
The level I'm looking for in a woman now is someone who's like definitely able to look within themselves and, and explore themselves and see what's right and see what's wrong and be willing to work on that. <clears throat> That's a, a, a big thing. Um, someone who's ambitious, who's going to go out there and make things happen. Um, someone who is always on the quest for truth. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Plug right there. Doom, doom. <laughs> hey. Quest for knowledge, you know? <laughs> Yeah, someone who's always on the quest for knowledge, who's like, could, and someone who understands that things change and people change too, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's not a thing that where everyone's going to stay the same. We have this ideal person in our head, and then five weeks or two, five years later, that same person could change based off what happened. So just someone who's willing to grow and look and look within themselves, and and <clears throat> just straight up knows uh, can understand forgiveness now. I had someone say, "What? well, what does that forgiveness look like? I think forgiveness is being the one to forgive yourself, right? And then also seeing that if you did mess up in this, whatever situation was, your job, whether it was your friend, whether it was your mama, you can sort through that situation and also forgive yourself and forgive the other person. You don't have to talk to those other people. You don't have to interact with them, but just practicing forgiveness is an art form in itself. Um, and these are just things that I'm I'm working on and personally. So I think mm-hmm. for my partner, I would want my partner to kind of be on that same journey. I think it would be more complimentary to what I'm working on. But just also divine femininity. We discussed that in the last episode. Someone who's in, in touch with her feminine essence. I, I think I have um, um, masculine energy uh, in, in it, but I'm also like a very balanced too. So I, so. I need someone who's balanced, but also in touch with their feminine energy. So, mm. so not like balanced. not a lot of yang. <laughs> not like not someone <laughs> who's just like yo. Because I'm a class. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like if you like if you super like yeah. My in my family, I have like I was raised by a headstrong woman. Alpha woman. And yeah, which is cool. I'm not saying I want a submissive woman. She can be an alpha. I think you're an alpha, Sakina, like the way you handle your business and everything. Aww. But you also know, I think you know how to balance too. You know, like, you know, when to like, all right, I'm going to let a man be a man. Or I'm going to let him do what he does. Or, you know, it's a balancing act there. And I think that when I run across alpha women, that's cool. I'm just going to become even more of an alpha man, but then we might clash. Some Like it, the polarity has to be there. Like you just can't be headstrong and then I'm going to be headstrong. Like, you know, yeah, like, no, you would ram, yeah, just ram into each other. Exactly. So it needs to be some type of like balance. That's what I'm saying. Cause um, that's what happens when I've ran into like women who are like super alpha or whatever. Like, I'm like, all right, well, that's cool. Like I can handle this. It's not a problem. But at the same time, like the alpha women also sometimes that I ran across in previous expenses, experiences may not listen because they're so alpha. It's like, well, now you're all of, polarity and by listen i mean just say that um listen to suggestions maybe consider other situations and improvement or um if if business-wise or whatever it is but because you're in this headstrong space and you have to make these decisions all the time that um you used to rely on yourself so when you do get support you may not know how to receive it so that's that's a polarity there that's what i'm saying so yeah just to clear that up so um that that's one of the things the polarity like what's i like the 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 feminine i do like the divine feminine now i don't want a super submissive woman. well i was gonna ask that's that not, next like what's been your experience with like a submissive woman is it boring is it kind of like well you don't think for yourself or like what is that um i ran across submissive woman before it's it's a thing where to me I need, for me, nothing's wrong with being a submissive woman. Like, I think um, that's a a very, let me see, that's like very, very feminine level, almost like just full submissive. Mm -hmm. But I, I need, you can be submissive in situations, but I think I need empowerment. I want to see empowerment all the time. Because I met some very submissive women where it was like, they were very, very feminine, which was fine but it also seemed like 
it's I don't want to feel like you'll be helpless. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. in situations, and just as a man, that would drive me crazy because I'll be worried about you if I'm dealing with you in that situation. Right. I'm gonna be worried. Are you cool? Like just as a, just that's when my man instincts pick in. Like is she cool? Let me call, make sure she's good. I want to make sure like someone roll up on you, you could bust them in the head real quick oh. or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can you can. You protect yourself a little bit more. You can, I, you know, I can ease up a little bit when it comes to that part. Now, submissiveness, like, I, now in the bedroom, like, that's a different story. Like, I like a little bit of both, submissive and um, dom a little bit, but more, I'm more dominating in the bedroom. So for women, it's the polarity. So, you know, I don't think I could necessarily date a full submissive, but submissive to a certain extent. Like, you got to have some fire to you you know okay yeah a little fire like i you know because then i'm gonna start losing i might lose interest because it's too submissive and i'm like i don't want you to do everything i say like i want you to (laughs) (laughs) you know that's not that's that's just not me i want me i'm more like equality like i want you to state your opinion i want you to state your mind i want to know what's alive in you like let me know if you don't like that let me know all right let's come to agreement then and then from after that agreement we can move forward just as a as a unit but i don't want someone who's like well whatever you say just goes i'm like nah like i want you to feel empowered as a woman because at the end of the day it's like if i'm down and out and we're together mm-hmm. and let's say we're married or something like that i need you to know that you can also hold hold it down you know or you know like like gucci he gave his girl bag came back with a couple million you know what i'm saying stuff like that can you hold it down right, can you right. you have the fortitude to go for it to make these investments to build a legacy to protect yourself protect your kids yeah all the women in my family were strong but they were no pushovers like they would knock somebody out in a quick heartbeat they just didn't play any games when it came to their kids and to family so i do look for that in a woman but i also look for the balance and polarity like all right we got each other back i definitely got yours cool if it's something you don't like we could talk about it and then we can move forward and we can also practice forgiveness forgiving each other um you know depending on what what the situation is and that happened in our lives or in between us or whatever just just progress too overall progress in um our relationship because everything's going to change mm-hmm. everything's going to change not holding on to grudges not saying you're going to work on this one thing um, or this one thing bothered you, we talked about it and four months later you brought it back up. Oh. You know, that happens all I've it had does. even all the time and I'm in, I know personally a few of my homeboys are going through that right now. They discussed it with um, their significant other four or five months gone by pops right back up okay now that's that's a that's a problem with me. now i'm gonna have a problem with that because um there's some type of peace that's not being at rest either something was not communicated right and it's something that i think that both people need to look on the inside and figure out what's going on if the guy's acting up if i'm act, if i'm doing something wrong that triggered that for you and if it's triggering for you I would pre- I would least have like to have a woman who's very aware to be like, you know what, this keeps triggering me. Let me figure out why it's happening. Yeah, well, these kind of things, you might think you have forgiven someone or like you're not bringing it up again. But when they do something again, it comes back up because you've been triggered. You know, it comes mm-hmm. back up because it's like, you know what, that <clears throat> reminds me of the shit you did five months ago. And here we are again. Here we are again. <laughs> I'm tired of it. <laughs> I'm tired. No. <laughs> but I want to know <laughs> about um, emotional intimacy. Because, like, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of relationships or I think sometimes women don't realize that men need emotional support. I guess it might come with, like, maturity or trial and error. But, mm-hmm. like, you know, recognizing, okay, he's a black man. He done been through A, B, and C just out in the world as a black man. And then he gets home 
and I got an issue about A, B, and C, instead of checking in and seeing where we are each emotionally that day. Do, do you think that emotional intimacy is, um, I guess, obviously, it's something you would want, but I don't know, I'm mm-hmm. trying to navigate my way around that. Yeah, in terms of I what think men could, what men want in that area. Yeah, so it's a, you said emotional intimacy, right? Mm-hmm. That's the, I think um, for me, <clears throat> I think that speaking about our emotions is actually healthy and being vulnerable helps with connectedness, connectivity, excuse me, and it helps the bond of the relationship grow and also compassion and understanding each other grows. Hmm. So I think that for men, um, from what I observe, men do like or need some type of emotional intimacy. I think that now whether or not the man can express their emotions is another story. Mm. And I think confiding in a significant other is you want to have that vulnerability. You want to be able to be there. I think the problem comes when, when the heartbreak happens on both ends, both mm. men and women, and then you feel betrayed and that, and then you lock up because what ends up happening is you do something or the other person does something, you marry each other. Now you're projecting all the stuff, all the private stuff they told you. And this is just one scenario. And they throw it right back in your face. Now all the betrayals there, you're hurt, they're hurt. And that level of wanting to be emotionally intimate is probably just severed. You're like, nah, I'm not, you know, MOB, oh money over bitches. You know, you just like, <laughs> you like, I, I'm not going to talk about my emotions ever again. I'm going to be a cold-hearted killer in these streets. So I think it's just more or less like when it comes to that, the emotional intimacy, I think men do look for that. And it's the, the emotional um, support that's there. Because a woman um, can put a, a battery in your back as a man. If a woman tells you you can fly, oh, you can go out there and fly. Tell me really now. Tell me more about this. <laughs> so that means like men want affirmation. Men want to feel like praised. Yes? Yeah. I, uh, I won't necessarily say praise, but like I'll, I'll use an example. This is this is a, a kind of a dark example. But in The Shy, they had, I think it was the first season. I forgot the older guy. Name. You haven't seen The Shy, right? Season one, okay. You know the older guy who was the the ex marine who, uh, what was his son got killed and then he turned oh, around yeah, and killed yeah, another. Yeah, that's the main. Yeah, turn around mm-hmm. and killed the boy, right? So there was they a part of in later in the season that they addressed where he talked to the to the woman, and she was just like, "Yo, son, our son got killed. What are you gonna do about mm-hmm. it?" You gonna like he was just egging him on. You gonna be a man? You just gonna let this slide, yeah. right? Okay, and it goes out, and boom, he kills this kid, innocent kid or whatever who had nothing to do with it. The kid who um I think had his yeah. chain or something like that, right? So that's an example of putting a battery in a man's back, and that example wasn't necessarily the best example, but I've noticed that women have the power to do that directly and indirectly. Some women are very aware of this. They know that the way they speak to a man can determine what he does. And in that situation, he wasn't, he was also just kind of like not acting with his core value and a core essence of who he was as a man. So that was also conflicting, but that's another story. So, you know, a woman could say, hey, you know, like, don't worry, baby, try again, get up. You're going you're gonna to be the best such and such. And then your man after he goes through his emotions, he he's gonna go back out there and get it. So, women, especially black women, have that power. That's one power that I know for sure. Black women have like you can put you can charge mm-hmm. a man up. You can just make him. You can make him be excellent, or you can make him be non-excellent because it's all how the man interprets it. But you can speak life into him, and he can also speak life into you. But men really 
that's something I think that men need. Um, and they may not necessarily know they need it sometimes. Um, but that support there just makes such a big difference. Those words of affirmation. And then each, of course, each man varies. For me, if a woman says, hey, you know, I could, you know, go out there and get it. It helps me. But I also like I'm going to say that to myself anyway. I'm like, I'm going to go get this anyway, really, regardless. But it helps when you're down, like, you know, like, yeah, you pull yourself up. Let's go. Let's, let's go, go get it. Mm. And you like, yeah. Okay. And then same thing, you know, women need that too. Like, yo, let's like, like, all right, let's go. What you trying to do? Let's go get it. Let's make it happen. Cause man, I'm a little bit more direct. So you can just be like, all right, well, what you need help with? And when I see that, that's just such a, it's a beautiful thing. Um, but yeah, that's, a, that's the thing. Women can put a battery, in, the metaphorically speaking, put a battery in the man's back, which means you can speak life in him for him to go forth and do these things. Now, now whether the man is balanced within himself and whether he is in tune with his core core self and core functionality of himself determines what happens after he goes out and he achieves success or what happens after um, he goes and gets these things or if he fails again. That That's all. That's very um, subjective right. to the man. Oh, my goodness. I really love this. I never really heard it in those terms of like, you know, putting a battery in his back. And if you think about like successful partnerships or successful marriages, the woman is like cheering, you know, her man on. And in most cases, he's cheering his woman on like towards their purpose, towards the thing inside them that really drives them versus, oh, no, babe, you got to wait another year to open your business or you got to, you know what I mean? Or what makes you, what makes you think that you can, this is a horrible example. What makes you think that you can be a rapper? (laughs) That's a horrible, horrible example. (laughs) I actually got an example. It was a, um, it was a basketball, you know, basketball is tough, but it was a brother who, what did he do? He did the D league and then he played overseas. And of course he had his girl and this girl, you know, they had a kid and I think he was just about to get his break. It was either overseas or in the D league that he just started getting attention. And, and his girl was like straight up, like another year of this, like trying to do another year of this basketball stuff. Don't you think you got to focus on these kids? Right. Which is her needs is like, Hey bro, like this ain't necessarily working. And of course, that was the year he didn't do it, and it was like, of course, the bit one of the biggest years. I think that's right before the Drew League like really blew up. Now, where you, the scouts are there looking, and and he would have um, definitely got way more attention because before the D League wasn't that big of a thing, but now it's like a thing. And I, he just was like, well, yeah, I didn't go forward with it because you know she was, you know, she was right. You know, the kids gotta take care of the kids, and really. You could see that he was just hurt. But he was also out of function with his core belief inside. And he made a decision not based off of his core, but he made a decision based off his woman. Okay. So So pause and break down. mm -hmm. What is a core belief? You keep bringing up core belief. So core belief is your, it could be your intuition. Mm -hmm. It could be deep down inside what you so it could be all right so basically when you're out of balance with your core is sakina you could talk to me and say hey i don't think that you should um buy those shoes or something like that like i don't think you should buy those easies or jordans whatever and i'm like but you know i'm I'm gonna sell it because i'm gonna flip it and you're like nah i don't think you should buy it now my core belief is like i'm body shoes and I'm going to flip it on, which resell it on like StockX mm-hmm. or something like that. Now, my core belief is if I'm in tune with it, I can listen to what you say. Go back within myself. Does Sakina make sense? Let me see. Uh, let me make sure I'm balanced. What, what am I? What am I? What's my spirit telling me? What am I really want to do? My spirit is really telling me to get these shoes and flip it. And I could come back to you and say, you know what? I'm going to get these shoes. I'm going to buy them anyway. I'm going to flip it. I'm going to own up to my actions. And if I make a mistake, mm-hmm. it's on me. And I own it. And you still go out there and you get your shoes. And then 
you know, you, whatever you might flip it, you might not. Um, and this is just like a s- small example of it, but it's like, you have to own your shit though. You have to say, I'm, I'm gonna own this mistake. I heard you. I comprehended everything you said. I'm gonna sit back. It's on me. And then you could, at least you as a woman, you could decide if I want to stay with this man because he's about to get these shoes or I'm going to let him learn this lesson the hard way. But he acted out his core belief. That doesn't mean he lost any essence of his masculine energy because he still held power within himself and he still made a decision based off of what his core belief was. Now, if he agreed with you and say, you know what, baby, like, um, you're right. I gave it some time. I gave it some, you know, I saw how I felt about it. I looked at the market. That wouldn't have been the best decision. Thank you for everything you just told me. Uh, I'm going to sit back on this one. Mm-hmm. He made uh, an agreement within himself. He, he looked at everything, thought about it. He didn't change his perception based off of necessarily what you were saying, but he gave himself time to, um, to process and he gave himself time to say, is this the right decision for me? Let me make sure I'm, I'm doing the best thing based off of my knowledge as a man, how I feel. And I'm not going to take her opinion or what she's saying as fact. Matter of fact, I have to do that, but I'm going to listen, still listen to myself and see if it aligns with what's, what's alive in me, what's my core. And, um, that core can, you know, you can change it based, but you have to act from an empowered situation. Like, all right, I'm, an, I'm an, still act from empowerment. So he, he has the options versus just being like, you, just being shamed or manipulated. Oh, I feel bad. And you just did it because this person told you not to, but now you, you, you hurt. And what ends up happening is you feel that inauthentic, uh, inauthentic energy in the mm. relationship. You like, you know, like, and then for the woman, you like, this man just made a decision because I told him to. (laughs) And what does that say unconsciously? So it sounds like you're saying men want balance too. Like, um, and also like a sounding board, you know what I mean? Of like, all right, this is what I'm going to do, or this is what I want to do. And the ability to have free will and connect to their own truth and their own intuitive um, knowledge or impulses to make decisions to guide them too. So that sounds like empowerment as well. Like men also want to feel like empowered. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, empowerment. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's also autonomy too. So freedom of self. So it's not like like his partner is going to necessarily... Um, she might check him, of course, but not going to just constantly bring it up. See, I told you you shouldn't. I told I told you shouldn't have did. I told you you shouldn't. Even though he done, he came over and he had told you what he was going to do, and he still did it. Now that's like what you're trying to do is shame or guilt, and that's beyond the man's control. Like we already know what mm-hmm. the agreement was. He already said he's going to do it. He did it, whether he failed or not. If he failed, that's A, that was his decision. As a woman, um, you don't have to necessarily, I think, keep bringing it up because then there's a deeper thing behind that. I think like if you're bringing it up, then maybe something um, on a woman's end, her needs haven't been met elsewhere and that also needs to be addressed because that one thing is being a catalyst. That one mistake that the guy made is being a catalyst for several others that were not probably brought up. So I think it's one of those things like, well, you know, um, and, and as a woman, like always, women should always be empowered to like not stick around as dudes doing the worst thing. This is like, <laughs> this has to be a healthy thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm talking about like, it has to be healthy. It's not gonna be like, baby, I'm gonna just make this flip. <laughs> we gonna be no, it's like, nah, 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 no, 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 no. Let me hold this so I can flip no, no, no. real quick. Let me hold it, you know. I'm like, hey, look, I'm gonna go ahead and give you this bag. Don't look into it. Nah, nah, nah. You don't want to do that, ladies. Just, just, you know, don't, don't do that. It has to be a healthy. If you know the guy's healthy, he, he got pretty good judgment, mm-hmm. and he can make decisions on his own. And now it's, it's between a difference between doing that and just trying to control him, like, you know, make him do something. Now that's a that's a problem, and that's when the guy starts varying off. And he could do other things, you know, like 
because he feels like he has to sneak behind your back. Mm, so to do trust. That. It sounds like that's coming up next. Trust. How many of us have it? Okay, right. remix. <laughs> it's the remix. <laughs> it's the remix. It's the remix, baby. All right, yeah. So I think, um, yeah, trust is what you know we talked about on last podcast something women want something men want i think now how we gain that trust and how we use it is another story Mm. so i think we have to trust ourselves first before i could trust you (laughs) i gotta trust that i can make the right decision or i'm uh yeah like if i'm like nah, i don't really trust myself in this situation like man i'm about to go back and do the same thing like you gotta be aware of that um and trusting ourselves so i think that for men um, a man would love to confide in a woman mm-hmm. and like even what like one of the major things on the streets is like pillow talk right pillow talk could always get you in trouble mm-hmm. Right, and that's and for pillow talk, people don't know what pillow talk is when you divulge information um, in the bedroom and the woman it could be after sex, before, but you intimate and you're in this intimate setting, you become vulnerable, you share information, and then from there, like what the streets would say is the woman will go and get that information uh, back, run her mouth, you know, take it back <laughs> to the other, yeah, run her mouth or take it to the op or you know the 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 rival. He gets information, he get the drop on you, boom, and then your your stuff is messed up. Now, what that shows is <clears throat> now this is street rules is like lack of vulnerability. I think when you're in a different space and not operating out of that space, being finding the right woman to be vulnerable with vulnerable with is very empowering. And when you're both invulnerable, both vulnerable. And being vulnerable also means you can be honest. So that means you could say, well, I'm not really feeling this. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a level of vulnerability. That's being vulnerable too. It's not just like, well, baby, you know, I, I was sad today. And then as a man and as a woman, you want to get to the point where being vulnerable isn't a big deal. Like the thing is, it's hard because people shame you for saying how you feel, right? So you say you want empathy. You say that, you want to be heard, you say you're feeling sad, you're feeling happy, people might say, so what? And that hurts more. But once you have the tools, you could go back and give yourself the compassion, empathy you need so you could get back out there. You could recognize like, all right, I need to just take a little moment here so I can get myself together. And then I'm going to go back out here and um, deal with the situations. But having a woman you can be vulnerable with, it helps healing. It helps. um, It's going to make you a better businessman. It's going to make you um it's gonna make you stronger because you get it all out your system it's not staying there when it stays in your system that's when you're liable to make a decision that could harm others harm yourself mentally physically spiritually and you have to let this stuff flow through you if it's built up just as this is just as a human being if it's built up inside you it's going to affect your overall performance in Mm -hmm. everything you do but if you can but if you can let it out, and that could be through therapy, it could be through a healing circle, it could be through your partner, some some way. You just have to let it out somewhere. Let let the tears out so you can heal. Let it, let what it is. Crying doesn't mean you're any less of a man. It just means you straight up just feeling emotions and you letting it flow through you. And then after crying, you're gonna be calm. And after that, you pull yourself up and you just go out there and get it. You're like, man, that really mm-hmm. hurt me. I'm gonna go ahead and let these tears out. I'm going to go out there and get Yeah, it. men want space to be vulnerable is what I hear. Yeah, with, with the right the person. the right person who's not going to go back and tell the streets. Talk to the ops. <laughs> don't talk to the ops. Go back and talk to the ops. And, and, don't, and the thing is, don't like, I think it's also how a man moves, too, and how he positions himself with the woman. Like... You know, like if he makes a mistake, but he's always kind of at least try to keep it close to honesty or keep it on hundred. She might even go back and like divulge information because they ain't gonna do nothing to him. Mm. Like it, like because if the only way I think a woman would do that and be like, well, he did this, he did that, right? Because once she's hurt and she feels violated, and there's a whole lot of layers of anger. But if the guy doesn't even, it, it's not gonna affect them. It might not even matter. 
It's like, well, I can't use that because he ain't going to care. Like, he, he's, he could handle it. He might be able to maneuver through those emotions right. better. So even if you are running your mouth, is if he's still standing there solid as a man, it's like he's not even being flinched. And it's like, well, now avoid. So I think um, for both men and women, that's something that um, we would want emotional vulnerability. Now, society doesn't really make a space for men to be right. vulnerable. Right, especially black that's men, too. Biggest you have to be tough and yeah, strong oh. and support the family and never... Like, I don't... I really don't know many relationships. Maybe one comes to mind where I know the male partner can really emotionally confide in that he opens up to his wife in that way Mm. anything else and obviously I ain't all up in the relationship but from what I could tell it's like oh no you have the persona of tough and strong and I got it you know what I mean yeah Yeah. and then be hurt on the inside hurting hurting on the inside Tough, strong, got it. Let me suppress these emotions. Nah, I ain't gonna cry. And the reason I know is because I do that all the time. Suppress my emotions all the you time. You do? And I, oh. I said I used to do that. What you saying? <laughs> I used to do it. Nah, I used to do that a lot. You know, that was before therapy and everything. Because it's just like, y'all gotta be cold. Like, like, I gotta go get it. But not understanding that really emotions, once you let emotions flow through you, it'll help you actually make decisions better when you add the emotions with your logic and i know most people is like you're being too emotional right now you can't think one that's a facade you can be emotional and rational and sometimes you need to calm down before you make a decision of course of course yeah in situations but the thing is what people don't understand is emotions can come in waves it could come it's like water it could come strong like a tidal wave and it could come subtle like a little drip of water, uh, rain on, on a river. It could be very subtle. So let's say, Sakina, you say something I don't like. I may slightly get mad in that one moment. It will mm. pass, but it happened so subtle that I didn't like. It's like I just knew I didn't like something about what you said, and that just rubbed me the wrong way. But then it passed because we continued the conversation. Right. Now, if I'm with my emotions, I might be able to tune into that little subtle thing and try to understand it within seconds or minutes or however, and then either use that to understand what you're saying more or understand why is it bothering me and try to figure it out, right? And then sometimes you could say, well, I feel uneasy about the situation. My intuition is telling me blah, 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 blah. And that could also be your emotions. You could be like, well, I feel uneasy. Well, I'm just feeling, it just doesn't, like, I'm feeling that, I'm not confident. I'm feeling that this, you know, you got to unlayer those emotions. That those are emotions. It's, it's a lot of emotions. It's more than seven. It's like twenty something, over twenty mm-hmm. something emotions to describe how you can feel. But the more you actually know about your emotions, the more you can actually navigate. You can be like, "Yo, I'm mad. I want to knock knock this person's head off." But why am right. I mad? And and do I even want to give them that power right now? to see me this mad like you can navigate it you can you can let it flow through you like oh, okay that's why i'm mad because he said that i don't like the way he said that but i'm just mad at the way he said it so let me ask for clarification so are you are you actually saying this that you want to do this and if the person is like nah that's not what i'm saying i'm saying this over here oh okay well you're mad based off your perception so now you can let that emotion flow through you all right i'm not mad anymore all right we cleared it up is gone versus me being mad like now nah, I'm just knock his head off because I like the way he said that. Mm. <laughs> just different things like that. When you actually in tune with your emotions, and the more you um, let them flow, you could you can navigate certain situations actually smoother and better, and you can figure out what your needs are in that situations a lot better versus just like I'm mad, I'm just keep it bottled up, and then next thing five weeks six weeks later you end up assaulting someone. Or you end up cursing out someone you love, or you end up taking out on your girl because you didn't express right. it before. And then, you know, she might want you to be more vulnerable. You don't even know how to be vulnerable anymore because you just know how to keep right. it locked up. So that's that's one thing. I think deep down inside, I think a man would like to be emotionally vulnerable. And I, for me, like, that's something that I still 
um, fight with being emotionally vulnerable. It's a it's a never ending journey just based off of how I've been socialized to be a man. And, um, you know, like just society and what you have to do and what a man's supposed to do and then unpacking all of that and then rebuilding myself up to a man who I would like to be. But I think on the back end, women do want men to be more vulnerable. The man might not trust you enough to be vulnerable. That's another thing. Ooh, trust. And yeah, and then women might not be vulnerable either. Oh, yeah. it's It sounds like on both ends, on both sides, that you have to know who it is that you are and be willing to work on yourself. Like, be willing to work on, okay, I know that I am not vulnerable, so these are the ways that I'm going to work on it within the lens of my relationship. Or I know that I am submissive, and these are the ways that I'm going to work on, you know, um, activating my voice and my opinion in the lens of my relationship. Like, it sounds like it's, it means that both people have to be very self-aware of who they are in order to know what they want and what they need. Oof. Yeah. Yes. I think yeah, it, hel- it helps. It helps or at least be self-aware enough to look at the other person and determine to yourself is it worth pursuing any mm-hmm. further based off of what your needs True. and wants are and if you can kind of see some light in the situation like all right are they trying at least you know like you know what's what's the situation here like how much energy do i want to put into this situation or is it just like a, a you know, is it just like a wall hitting a wall? Is it just like, no, nah, they're not even trying. Or are they tr- are they saying that they're doing it, but they constantly keep doing other things? Mm-hmm. And um, that happened to one of my close friends is his girl would take what he say, be like, you know what, you're right. I understand what you're saying. I'm going to work on these things. And then, you know, just months after months after months in the years, still doing the same mm-hmm. thing. So now that's causing a shift in the relationship. And he's like, okay, now it's a, now I'm questioning the trust. I'm questioning the authenticity. Mm-hmm. You start questioning. Cause my sister always says inconsistency breathes out. Yeah. So when you're inconsistent, it breathes out. So um, that ends up happening and it's a both ways. And then on her end, it could be her not being accountable with herself or facing herself for why she does these things or keep doing it. Cause it has to be some accountability there. You know, it could be wanting to be right. It could be a lot of things. And that's when the ego gets in the way. That's when, that's when our societal norms get in the way. That's when socialization gets in the way, but it helps if you could be able to look at all these things and say, all right, enough is enough. I got to do something. Especially if you don't want to be lonely, which that goes to my last question is do, I'm just asking it the way I feel it. Do all men, do you think all men want commitment? Or do you think there's some men who want to be 60 year old playboys? Mm, Yeah, I think that's individual. I know I can't speak for all men. I think, um, I think we will have to look at what, commitment is and society where it came from like which race we talking about like which you know like because back in you know it was a time where in africa polygamy and men have multiple wives um i think it it all really depends i think we need to know what what are we committing Mm. to um who's where they're more committed is it work is it success and why are they committed to work and success more than they are committed to you there's questions that need to be answered that need to be asked hard questions that need to be asked and also the man needs to ask himself you know like i think that um for commitment it helps if the man knows why he doesn't want to commit Cause it's easy for me to say you have commitment yeah. issues. Oh, yeah. you got commitment issues. That's so general. That's such a general statement. You got commitment issues. One, that's me just saying, I'm not getting one. um, you got stuff you need. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's also me saying you got stuff that you need to work on. Cause you got commitment issues. So say, Oh, well, I got commitment issues. What does that look like, bro? Like, or girl, like what does, 
define what those issues are. And they might not even be issues. They just could be stuff you need to heal on. Like, it's not an issue to heal. Like, now, if you're saying I got commitment issues, that's not very empowering. So I think it's like, you got to know what it is I'm working on right now. Like, for me, like, I understand, like, it's so much stuff I got to work on myself. <laughs> just, just like communication, just all kinds of things. Just um, the the wandering eyes, sexual energy, like just mastering what do I define as a man even look like, and making sure I'm aligned with my core, moving from an empowered state as a man, getting stuff that I haven't gotten as a boy, just personal stuff. So if you having these conflicts as a man within yourself you may, of course, not settle down or you may not, you know, be in a relationship or you may not want to to be with a woman um, or you may mess around with multiple women, but you have to at least, least know why, at least be able to, it helps if you can communicate why you're not um, doing these things. It, it makes such a world of a difference. And I think that versus just brushing off saying, oh, God, just labeling each other, oh, you got commitment issues, you got this. If you know the why, you can least work on it. Mm-hmm. And you could also know why the other woman didn't work. You could try to figure that out, like, why she didn't work? What was what was up with that? What did I learn from it? Just ask yourself questions. Like, you know, like me, I meet a lot of great women. I meet a lot of great women. So I always ask, like, what is it? What's the thing? But then it would always come back to me. <laughs> like it'd be like a U-turn, like a boomerang. <laughs> and it'll come right back. Boom. Work on yourself. <laughs> and I'm like, I okay, I I think I finally got it. I need to work on myself, sir. All right. So, but I think that's that's the biggest thing. It's kind of like I can't show up to you being a half half person. How am I gonna show up to you? You know, like I gotta at least be a whole this individual. This is where it gets so tricky for me because it's like, okay, the idea of being a half person. What if I don't think there is a such thing as someone completing you? I don't really think that there's a such thing as like um, a another soul being there. Like I think we've been mistaught about soulmates. So like another soul being there to help you to feel complete, right? So, yes, you have to do your work to be complete as an individual. But what if the point of relationships in the first place is to be a mirror so you know what parts of you aren't complete? You following me? This, this is a new question mm-hmm. I've been asking. It's like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To, to help yeah. you get to that point like you date even all the other people who you met i think one that takes awareness saying like all right if it keeps happening like for me my therapist right it was a point in time i was just like yo this keeps happening this keeps happening and um the and i and i was talking to him about it and he was like well you need to keep you need to work on this aspect of yourself or he made me discover i need to work on this one aspect of myself and then it becomes, well, how do I work on that, right? Like, where mm. do I even go? Fortunately, if you really want to, the universe, law of attraction, the universe will provide that to you. I think that, I think, but working on ourselves is is a never-ending journey. Um, I think we'll always be working on ourselves, we'll always be trying to be better than what we were, hopefully, or at least get a little bit of, of it out the way, or at least figure it out a little bit. I think that when it comes to commitment, it, it honestly is up to an individual when they're ready. And I think it's fine to say it's I'm not ready. ready. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can't be on a hey, right person wrong. Was it right person wrong time equals wrong person? So it's it's like if the person's not ready, not ready. But I think it, it takes a lot to be like, you know, what? I'm just not ready. I'm just I'm still figuring out what it is. And I think what ends up happening is with women and men, we both get frustrated because you're like, well, I can't get this time back because you spent time with this person. Um, And I think it's more or less managing expectations and managing our own expectations, our own feelings. 
and understanding that if I'm going into this situation, if we're dating for a while, also understanding that this person may or may not be around, who knows, you know, like it could go a certain amount of time, but we just have to work on ourselves to, to work through those emotions when, and also be accountable for ourselves for what we were expecting and just be honest about what we expect. So we could just get it out the way that helps if you communicate, Hey, you know, like just want to know, you know, I'm not putting you in no situation saying, you know, what is this? I just want to know like what direction I need to move in. Like if it's going to be a casual thing, if it's going to be a relationship, what is it, you know, so I can, so I could make sure I'm good taking back the power into your hands. Mm. And yeah. So I think for men, I think men want love. I think I want to feel love, however that happens. Um, now commitment, I think that's just a tricky thing because that's that's like society is determining like, what commitment right, looks like. Right. And we're we're underneath a European society. So that's that's a whole nother thing. So I think that more men I've honestly met more men who are open to open relationships. Um, and I also met more men who were open to open relationships and they tried it and it, it just, they couldn't no, handle it. No, male ego can't <laughs> handle it. Nah. nah. No, they can't handle it. can't handle it when it comes back. When you see it. It's just, I don't think Whoa. it's, I don't think you, you all are wired that way. Because a lot of well, yeah, seeing I, a man mm. in a relationship is it's about having, it's about like acquiring, like I got a good woman, you know, and like this woman keeps our castle this way. Like it's very much so about like the hunting, you know, nature within the male species of like going and getting and bringing it home. And like, this is my woman, I'm bringing her home. This is my favorite. So the mm-hmm. idea of <laughs> another man having access to what you had to go and hunt for, it. No, nah, I don't think. I think y'all are big old babies who can't handle it. <laughs> you said big old babies. Big <laughs> old babies. You big old baby. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's that comes down to. It's like why though? You know what I'm saying? Why? Why do you think man can't handle it? And I think one question I would always say is uh, observing it. I think it comes down to ownership and how we view that and how we view women in society. I can't own a woman. I can't own what you're about to do. At least mm-hmm. let me know. Right? So if we do our, our if we are in an open relationship, then you don't gotta let me know your moves, but if it's depend on our agreements and our boundaries, we can just talk about it. Um I and I've met some women who got jealous the same thing. They had to check themselves too, because they did open relationships. I do think it goes both ways, not just men, but I've I've had a few um friends who they they had to check their ego they had to check their jealousy when a guy went and been with another woman or you know or talked to another girl and and it all depends on the individuals like i that's that open relationships are so tricky how you move with it because it just depends yeah. on the couple each couple is different but i think um for men uh yeah i think we have to redefine what what commitment looks like for for the individual basically like whatever the person is whatever their values are the, their upbringing all of that determines what the the commitment is I, I i don't think it's one thing where i could say that yeah all men want commitment i'm like i'm pretty sure some men just don't want it some do want one partner don't mm-hmm. know how to get it others want others want uh one partner but don't know what's wrong with themselves <laughs> it's so oh, there's so many different layers i'm like that's layer. just all right so i'm gonna recap here as i remember <laughs> men want the space to be vulnerable men want um attractiveness i won't say nice bodies because that's different for every that's so vague but they want to be physically attracted yeah. to um, their partner or their woman features. or features yeah. to the features of the woman. Yeah. Um, men want to be like encouraged or affirmed and praised to like accomplish their goals. They want to feel supported. Um, men 
want to feel love. They want to feel love. Definitely. And I think I'm also hearing men want to be able to shape what commitment in the relationship looks like with the partner versus being told by society. Did I get it? Yeah, <laughs> you missed one thing. Autonomy. Uh, autonomy. Okay. That's freedom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Freedom is just, you know, not feeling like they obligation, obligated, like you're forcing him to do. Once you start making people feel like they forced to do something, that's when I think, and that that could, that's when I think uh, problems could occur. And that's also just communication, too. It just could be a miscommunication on that end. And yeah, the last part, I think not necessarily they need to shape the commitment, but they have to figure out what commitment looks like to them. Just be Ooh, honest. Yeah. Really. This is what commitment looks like to me, but you got to work on yourself That's to figure that out. <laughs> I'm going to work on that. Yeah. That was good, Dr. Phil. <laughs> oh, my God. You got to look. I am not an old white oh, man. You're the, you're the black <laughs> okay. Dr. Phil. We're going to get you a TV show. I'm, I'm just me. <laughs> I'm just me. Just a, just a brother with locks. Brother with all right. locks. No, you're very, very, very brilliant and gifted at communicating in these things. And you do your work. You read a lot and you lead your, your men's healing group and you do the work within yourself. And so that gives the rest of us a little bit of a cheat code um to to learn through what it is you know already so i appreciate that about you dj clean <laughs> thanks sakina <laughs> so this wraps up this episode of the dj and the dancer make sure to follow us i'm at sakina underscore world and i am at dj clean on instagram and twitter make sure to like subscribe and share